This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Nebraska Basketball Hall of Famer and nine-year NBA vet, Eric Strickland. Strickland for three! And you're going to go out of here as the Big 8 tournament champion. 93-7 the ticket veteran and lover of bread, Jake Bockelman. <laughs> what? I like bread. Coming at you live from the Copple Chevrolet GMC Studios in the heart of Lincoln, America. On air and online at theticketfm.com. Sponsored by the Mercado by Certified Piedmontese. This is On the Block with Stricken Bach. Hold up. We're back on the block to wrap up our Big Ten Media Day coverage here. This is day two as the guys are traveling back from Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis. We'll continue the Media Day coverage, though, today as we replay a few of the interviews that they've had throughout the last two days here uh, to catch you up on our work at Big Ten Media Days. Barry Alvarez, of course, former Husker, longtime head coach and athletic director at Wisconsin. Uh, now, uh, I, can't, I can't think of an official role, but he helps out with football in the Big Ten. Uh, Barry Alvarez will replay that uh, that here in about oh about 20 minutes. Uh, we also got Peyton Thorne and Jaden Reed of Michigan State. Ten-minute conversation when they sat down with the guys earlier. And if we have time, Isaiah Williams, the uh, Illinois wide receiver, um, used to be a quarterback, but now wide receiver there for the Fighting Illini. Uh, all those uh, we will play here in this hour if we can get to them all but certainly Barry Alvarez uh, as we wrap up kind of Big Ten media day coverage as you step away from it Nate did you have any uh, thoughts or I guess a, a overwhelming thought or are you just ready for football to start here and in, in camp to get going in Lincoln it just got me ready for football Bach I, I like I said I, I liked all the answers I like everything everyone said I liked the players that were there I thought that they handled that very well fan day went great I'm just I'm buzzing, man. I'm buzzing. I'm ready to name a starting quarterback, and I'm ready to I'm ready to watch some Nebraska football. I'll tell you that much. I don't care if it's in Ireland. I don't care if it's on halfway across the country. I'm just ready to watch some Nebraska football. Yeah, I can't wait for Nebraska football to start here. One month from today, the 27th yes. uh, of August is when Nebraska will kick off in Dublin. Hopefully, get the win to start out one and zero for the Huskers, not just on the season, but also in the Big Ten. Uh, just going to go over a few of the, the notable uh, quotes, I think, from Big Ten Media Days. Garrett Nelson got a lot of people fired up uh, talking about the hot seat for Scott Frost. He said, it fires me up. The guy's a father figure to me. I want to play as hard as I can for him. Garrett Nelson, very good representation of Nebraska down there at Big Ten Media Days. Uh, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, also, Scott Frost uh, said his role uh, of play calling offense will change with the addition of, of Mark Whipple, of course, but uh, still gonna gonna be a part of the offense, not just a figurehead. Um, and uh, it's interesting because that offense did good between the twenties, just never really was able to to yeah. punch it in the end zone. That's had bad correct. field goal um, problems there, and it's interesting too. Um, I think overall, you kind of think about the Scott Frost tenure. There's a possibility. I mean, he and he almost did it. It didn't quite happen. They've got a, they got a chance to kind of reset things. Um, that his tenure at Nebraska did not go well or has not gone well because he's too loyal. I mean, he's loyal to his friends, uh, the guys fault. that helped to make him up at Central Florida. Of course, had to get rid of all those friends on offense, had to, had to switch things out. But you wonder if he could do it over again if he would have had more of a search. Um uh, you know, kind of a search to look outside of just kind of his little group there in Central Florida. 
um, because obviously it just didn't work out with those guys. But, uh, um, you know, I guess it, it's not the worst thing that if you go down, go down loyal and uh, Scott Frost certainly has done that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, the reset and things, we'll see what Mark Whipple can get going uh, with that offense. And uh, it's 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 going to be kind of interesting. Frost, by the way, did say it makes him a little sad when asked about play calling. Uh, this year is going to be different for him. And we'll still see it. We didn't get an answer on whether Whipple will be down on the sideline or up in the booth. Um, I think that would be interesting to have them both down on the sideline. And maybe we'd see some bickering there <laughs> between the two. Bring it on. Yeah, uh, that would be kind of fun. Um, also, if you, if you wanted to know, Scott Frost not too, didn't care too much about Pat uh, Narduzzi's comments the other day on Mark Whipple. Uh, if you didn't hear on a, part, on a podcast, Pat Narduzzi was critical of Whipple for not running the ball as much as maybe he'd like. Uh, Frost said if we score as many points as they did last year, talking about Pitt, I don't care if we run it, kick it, or throw it. Um, so that would be kind of fun. I'd, I'd, I'd prefer a little bit more kicking it. A, a solid uh, field goal game uh, could go a long way. Frost also said, I think that as that group goes, the offensive line, we're going to go um and uh, that's kind of interesting and, and ultimately my biggest concern still i think for this off is this offensive line going into the season um it's nice to get the wide receiver room stocked it's nice to, to have a nice quarterback competition the running back rooms are ready to roll that offensive line is one thing that that maybe just didn't get enough attention in the offseason you did bring in hunter anthony kevin williams don't know if between the two of them they're going to start, you know, four games this year, um, but at least provides you some depth and some options. Um, losing Cam Jurgens, understandable now that he's off to the, you know, mm-hmm. off to the, the Eagles in the second round there. Uh, but uh, certainly a big loss by far. Your best offensive lineman, uh, and then obviously losing Norton Newelli, yeah, um, is was probably their second Tough. best offensive yeah. lineman, especially when you think about the interior and they struggled so much um, pass protecting at the tackle spot. Of course, the hope is Teddy Prochaska, full health, um, is is ready to go because he's uh, he seems to be kind of the next special young talent at Nebraska. Maybe he can get that going. Um, Bryce Binhart, Turner Corcoran. There's talks about moving those guys around, um, so it'll be kind of interesting to see where they where they fall at tackle. Um, Brent Banks, kind of a top backup along the offensive line, could be another answer there. Um, I don't know. I, I just kind of thinking about the offensive line when you project your winning season. Is it because of a high faith in the offensive line, or is it just kind of uh, ignoring that problem and uh, and hoping that they can do well around it? For what it's worth, didn't have a good offensive line last year and finished 20th uh, in total offense under Scott Frost. Offense. Yeah, I just don't know if it's as much of a problem as we want to make it out to be. Who are we to say none of these guys are going to elevate their game to the next level? I mean, for crying out loud, Nuri came from Colorado State, and I believe he was a walk-on when he came to Nebraska initially. Um, and he turned out to be one of the better linemen on the offensive line last year. We talked to them extensively to talk about uh, having a Riola in the room. It, it, it certainly makes you a little bit more excited about the offensive line. I just, I, I, until we see it on the field, I just don't want to just kind of push them to the side and say that it's a problem. Would I say well, it was if, a problem last year? Yeah, and if, would I say that there's a hole anywhere? It's probably the offensive line. Yeah, I, I would say so, but. Until we see them on the field, I, I don't want to go to the extreme and just say the offensive line is going to be terrible. Because despite the offensive line being terrible last season, which I would say it certainly wasn't great, you still had success. You had success throwing the ball and, and certainly running the ball. A lot of that was Adrian Martinez, and you can decipher that how you want to. But, I mean, Casey Thompson has played with a bad offensive line, and it looks like he might be playing with one that's a little bit rough this season. But... Still optimistic. I think that I think they're well coached, 
And I think that it w- we might be a little bit too quick to say that this offensive line is just not going to be very good. Well, and, and, and certainly that's a possibility. They're talking about firing off the ball um, and, and a lot better. I mean, Donovan Royal, it's nice to have a Royal in the room. Right. No, this is his first time as a position coach. Um, I, I think it is always key to you know important to to say that they they didn't just look into Riola. They interviewed a veteran offensive right. line coach as well. Right. Decided to go with Riola, um, but it is uh, it's a big job to to overtake um, and to try to get it around it. And um, I've always kind of thought too. I mean, there was obviously when they made the hire. This was before Dylan Riola really broke out, and so you know you see it all the time, especially more in college basketball than in football as well. You hire an uncle, you hire a, a father, you hire yeah. somebody to try to I mean, get that next big recruit. it certainly was in their mind, yeah. I don't know how much that played into it. Hopefully, now that Dylan seems to be without a reach, um, was not a big deal, uh, you know, a right. big part of that process because right. that's key. I mean, that, I, to me, that is the key, and that that is a big reason why I'm not jumping um, to uh, a great prediction now. It doesn't mean it can't happen, um, but uh, a lot of it's just being disciplined, too. A lot of it's not like overcoming um, humongous odds. I mean, part of it is, you know, kind of foot speed and stuff that they're working out techniques uh, with the tackles and pass protection. That's going to be important. Um, But a lot of it's firing off the ball before the snap, you know, false starts uh, really hurt Nebraska. You think of that one drive against Oklahoma where they had four of them. Uh, They had a penalty from every offensive lineman on that drive. Uh, And, uh, and then, you know, to go along with special teams problems that game, um, you know, it, it certainly there was times where Martinez could have been better, and in in mm-hmm. there were games where Martinez probably deserved uh, a lot of the blame for not winning those games. There's other times his special teams couldn't get out of their own way, and terrible. the offensive line uh, right. penalties piling up right. uh, to go along with their inefficiencies uh, running and, and pass protecting. So, um, you know, I, I, I've said it before. I think there's just a lot of problems on that team. Giveaways. Um, Adrian Martinez. I think after four years, you would have to say. That was more problematic than uh, you know, something that pushed you to victories, or at least important ones. Um, special teams and offensive line uh, kind of come up, so you just kind of a, a disciplined offensive line. Hopefully, I mean that to me, that's the key, and that's what Frost said the other day. You'll go as far as that group takes them. Um, so we'll be interested to see. Mm-hmm. For what it's worth, if you haven't heard, I mean they've been they've they've kind of got this this unit, this group. They go together, wear the same T-shirt, uh, all that sort of thing. Uh, so hopefully unity, which is in, always important for play up front, uh, will be a big reason why this team moves forward. Uh, I also wanted to mention this today. Brian Buscini has been named to the Ray Guy Award watch list. So how about that for a guy that hasn't uh, played an FBS snap quite yet? Uh, getting recognition coming over. He was the FCS punter of the so. year. Yeah. Um, and we got a preview of him and maybe up and down, I suppose, in the spring game. But overall, some pretty pretty good numbers. Him and Tim, Timmy Bleak Road uh, yeah. identified out of the portal by... By Bill Bush uh, could be, I mean, absolutely huge and critical. The specialists got a lot of the blame last year for special teams problems. It doesn't matter who the specialists have been. Nebraska special teams under Scott Frost have been bad. Um, And uh, so hopefully that changes this year. Bill Bush getting his hands on it could be a complete difference there. Um, so congratulations to Brian Buscini uh, for being named to the Ray Guy Award watch list. Bit of a run for Nebraska players the last couple of days. Oshan Mathis uh, on the Bronco Nagurski watch list mm-hmm. and Luke Reimer to the Butkus Award watch list. Um, I don't think any of those guys necessarily favorites 
to win that award. Um, but uh, who would who would you be least surprised to take home some uh, some awards at the end of the season? You know what, Bushini? Why not? So? I just this is the thing. Bill Bush has talked about it extensively too, and we we talked to him personally. He said, yeah, "We there's going to be starters." on on special teams this year like this is this is a complete Scott Frost says there's not overhauls but if there's one group that you could say would be classified as an overhaul it's probably special that teams. needs it and it, and it needs yeah. it exactly and and you need completely different specialists out there and I'm okay with it and I I, I think at least my hope is that that's not what's going to be what holds you back because I, we've talked about it too is that when you look at the Iowas the Minnesotas they they don't kick themselves in in the foot or whatever the the expression is, it's it's like they don't make these dumb mistakes. You to kick yourself in the foot. Kick yourself is. I guess you got two feet. You could kick yourself in the foot, <laughs> but you just you're always making a mistake at the inopportune time. And I, I Minnesota never does. Iowa never does. And and that's that's what Nebraska needs to do too, especially if you want to be successful this season. So I'm I'm all for it. I love that there's going to be starters on special teams. I love that there's guys like we heard that uh, Ramir is taking a step up and he wants to play on special teams. And, like, that's what you want to see, right? I mean, that you want to see guys that are invested that understand that it's a part of the game. And it, special teams did cost you last year. For crying out loud, I bring it up all the time, Michigan State, they didn't give up a first down in the second half. And you lost that game because of special teams. You, you did, just quite frankly, straight up. And it's just it, you, you make a couple adjustments here and there, and that's why I, I like what Scott Frost said too, and I'm interested to hear what you have to think, Bach, is that he said this isn't going to be a complete overhaul of the team. And I, and I think with all that happened last season, while it, it looked rough at times and while you did go 3-9, and nine, I don't want a complete overhaul. I want to make adjustments. I want improvement at some spots, but I don't think an over, a complete overhaul is, is necessary. At special teams, sure, maybe so. That the numbers speak for themselves. It was absolutely atrocious. But when you look at the offense and defense, what you did worked. It it did, and you it didn't. You, you didn't end up on the right side of the scoreboard, obviously, but it worked. I, I don't want this team to look completely different than it did last year. I don't. I want some adjustments. I want some improvements. I like Mark Whipple. I like Mickey Joseph. I like Bill Bush, certainly, if he's going to make some improvements on special teams. But I'm curious to hear what you have to say on that because I think Scott Frost is taking the right approach in that sense. I, I really do. Well, and, and we'll kind of see. Uh, I mean, I, Shoot yourself in you the can, foot. Thank you, Dustin. There you go. <laughs> there you go. Uh, we got a few comments off of uh, Facebook, or excuse me, after YouTube, I wanted to get to real quick. Uh, Lavender Chance again says, Bill Bush is the reason I feel confident that the Huskers will win at least five more games, plus the easier Ooh, schedule. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, that is a lot, but they did probably lose three or four games last year because of special teams. That so is correct. Keep that in mind. Uh, Natural Born Husker says, Amir put himself on special teams his senior years uh, to fix Love it. it. Uh, Ramir Johnson, who unfortunately sounds like Amir, so always be compared to him, <laughs> which is a tough, I suppose. Uh, but uh, is actually, uh, from the sounds of it, going to play on the front line of special teams. And he Remember, wants to, yeah, which last, I love. Last year, they, he was kind of the kick returner at times. It, you know, Obviously, any return unit never worked for Nebraska, but um, running back's one of those... Uh, one of the best, just most athletic positions altogether. And, and he's a dog. We've seen that. So I can't wait to see him on special teams. Uh, Trey Palmer, um, you know, you can do all you all you can with, with getting guys set up. But if you, if you don't have somebody with some moves uh, and a skill set back there, it can only go so far. Trey Palmer has break it 
type of speed. I mean, he has he's got. I mean, he had a kick return and a punt return. He's a five star for a reason. For the touchdown All in the SEC. He's five star for a reason. Well, throughout the five star stuff, it's proven on the field. In he's the an SEC. athlete. He's yeah. an athlete. He's yeah. done it. Uh, so it's just it's 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 going to be exciting to see them get that opportunity. But while I say you know throw out the other stuff and and, and focus on the returner, at the same time you can't have three guys you know four, having to dodge three or four guys every time, which at times also has been a problem under Scott Frost special teams at Nebraska. So it's it's going to be need to be combined. Um, the overhaul thing's interesting because whether Scott Frost wants to say it's there or not, it's uh, there's. You know, overhaul might be a strong word for it, but there's definitely a shiny new coat of paint, right? Um, a lot of differences uh, from last Which year's team to this year's so. team. Which I think rightfully so. Yeah. Well, and, and they just didn't have a choice either. I, I, I think if you went into this year and you lost all those players that you lost mm-hmm. and didn't add much from the transfer portal, you have a limited ceiling, and, and you're not going to have too much fanfare about where, where it's going to go. Um, and so... There's a bit of an overhaul, um, but whether I, they want to mention it or not. I but I, that's the thing too is he said things won't look look too different. I I think Mark Whipple's probably going to change that. You're going to throw the ball a little bit more, but for the most part, you got to look. Nebraska's offense worked like it 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 did in in the fourth quarter. It's not certainly. on two minute drills. No, the, not inside not, the red not zone. Not inside the red zone. And but that that's my point, right? Is that's where you have to have your improvements. That's where you have to have your changes and restructuring a few things, but. For the most part, uh, uh, along the the grand scope of what it looked like, it worked. For the defense, again, there were a couple times that there was a little bit of a collapse and things didn't look great, but for the most part, the defense worked. It, It looked good. You held Ohio State to the least amount of points they had against anyone their entire season. Like it's, I, I agree with them in that sense, and I don't think that a complete overhaul is necessary. I think what you had worked. You just need to improve and tidy up a few things, which it sounds like they're going to be doing. Yeah, and 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 you know, I I, I just can't wait to see this product on the field. They get to camp. Um, we're going to hear about the camp battles. Hopefully, you can kind of uh, avoid um, some major injuries. But they do have depth oh, yeah. in in a lot of places. They so uh, you know, a, a major injury might not be as detrimental as it has been in the past but obviously you want to be full go you want to you especially in a season this important you got to jump start it from week zero um you can't wait to see that you know somebody uh, somebody that i don't think is getting enough recognition i miss him a little bit earlier uh, uh, as the butt kiss award watch list is luke reimer um as we talk about all the new pieces um that are going to help among that front seven um it's almost and it's 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 almost uh, a, a compliment to him that he's not being mentioned because it's just like, oh yeah, you know you have Luke Reimer you know and what Nick Hamrich in the middle, yeah, and you feel pretty solid there. Um, but I, I think I don't think they're getting enough uh, attention probably this off season. I've said it before. Last year they combined. This is Hamrich and Reimer combined for 207 tackles. Um, that's the most by a linebacker duo since Levante David and Will Compton uh, had 215 in 2011. So that's over, you know, 10 year period. Um, and then, you know, the only other groups that have been able to outdo that is Barrett Rood and uh, Stuart Bradley, I believe, in 2000 or 2004. And then Barrett Rood and Demorio Williams in 2003. So take out Levante David and Barrett Rood, almost unfair. <laughs> I mean, and Luke Reimer's great, but those guys uh, have single season records at Nebraska or career records for tackles. So they definitely adding them up for those guys to be just in that 
competition, or, or I guess in that same uh, space as those other linebacker dudos I mentioned, um, quite special. And I can't wait to see. I mean, if, if and I think both of them probably got beat up toward the end of the year. They started to missing uh, a little bit more tackles, I noticed, toward the end of the year. But early on, they were absolute animals. And Reimer had multiple games of like 15 tackles, 19 tackles, yeah. an absolute tackle machine. Um, and I think that he honestly – could be your best defensive player. Could be your best player overall. It just kind of kind of gets uh, lost in the offseason. There's not a whole lot of hype there. So I'm kind of interested by that. Yeah, I am too. And I just I, I like what you said about Luke Grimer too. Is the the best way to describe him? You know what you get. Which I think I like you said too is the fact that we're not talking about him. I think is a good thing. It is because you know what you get. You know he's going to be there. You know he's going to be consistent. And out of everything that's happened with the change in the Nebraska's football program, you need that. Yeah, you do, especially on the defense, especially end. up the middle. Yeah, yeah, it, absolutely. And and it's, it's going to be interesting because that is a concern this year too. Is how's the run game uh, defense going to be yeah. up the middle? Um, exactly. You know you got the linebackers there for it. I mean, hard hitters, and and, and again, Reimer specifically. Tackling machine. I mean, play tough. knows where yeah, to go. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but they're going to need that help from the defensive line in front of them. And it's a different defensive line. And we feel good about the edge rushers. You feel good about getting pressure on the quarterback. And that's good and all. But in the Big Ten West, and, and a lot of times in the Big Ten and football in general, you're going to have to win up the middle. Um, and Nebraska's defense is is going to have to rely on some new pieces to do that. And it's, you know, it, it's, it's, it's also a fascinating, you know, all the changes on offense, a lot of talk there, Eric Shenander, not a lot of talk about him and his defense. Um, and I think it's just a given, you feel like it's a given that they're just going to keep improving because they do year in and year yeah. out. Yeah. You lost a lot last year. You got I mean, some pieces though. at some point, but at some point um, it's, it shouldn't just be a given that it's going to, to continue to get better. Um, you know, you lose I don't it. see it getting much worse. Well, I mean, again, it could be, it, it, you know, you're 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 losing, you're just losing a lot there. You lose a second round pick in Cam Taylor Britt, uh, two safeties that have been starting for three years. Um, you know, you lose JoJo Doman, uh, one of just the best Swiss Army knives across the country, um, and then basically everything <laughs> up front from DeAndre Thomas um, to your big, you know, big guy in Damian Daniels, mm -hmm. Ben Stilley played a lot there. A lot of rotation uh, from that defensive line that really made them go. Um, now, uh, you know, kind of moving into that more of a 4-3, probably even more, you know, 4-2-5 you're going to see a lot. Um, there, there's just a lot of questions there, but it is, you know, it's a lighter schedule. I could see the defense numbers improving at times. You just got to watch out for those floodgate games. If there is a, there is a, a, a game or two where you're overmatched there. And that's why, you know, you talk about, we, we all love Oshan Mathis and, and what he's going to bring to the table, but Ty Robinson needs his help up there um, from those other transfers that are, are going to be less pass rush guys and more run stuffing. And, uh, and you can have guys step up too. I mean, we've oh seen yeah. it at Nebraska. I mean, there's a lot of times you just have guys step up and that's something that I don't want to make sure that we just kind of, let slip to the side. Like we do have transfers, but listen, it's still Power Five football. You got to have guys yeah. step up, whether you like it or are not. Looking for Nash Hutmacher, yeah, big guy step could definitely up. be a run stopper. Absolutely, if he if he can if he can uh, can can try to match or, or or get close to the play of Damian Daniels, um, uh, uh, that would be an incredible for Nebraska and huge and and, and just you know kind of relieve that 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 fear. But again. 
Having Luke Reimer and Nick Hendricks back there, I think, is probably what eliminates a, a whole lot I'd of offseason panic for that I'd as well. Uh, we'll take a quick break. When we come back, we're continuing our Big Ten Media Days coverage. What better way to do it than a sit-down, a replay of the sit-down with Barry Alvarez, former Husker, longtime athletic director and coach at Wisconsin. We'll do that next year on The Block. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. 